If you listen closely to the night sounds, you can tell that summer is winding down, down, down. It's as if all those insects know their time is short. But while they are making hay, are you able to identify the Katie did? It's time to wear our entomology hat as we exclaim, Katie did did it today on WeatherCast. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and many of the ologies. And today we will be taking one of them, and that ology is entomology, the study of bugs. But we'll go one step further and focus in on one particular bug as we delve into this particular episode of Weather Jazz. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bartier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. Today's episode is number 227 for Wednesday, August 18th, 2021. And the idea for this episode actually came to me several nights ago when my wife and I were out on the driveway listening to the nighttime sounds. And we just heard this huge array of insects that were singing their nightly song. And in some cases, it sounded a bit foreboding because of the minor key that some of the bugs were singing in. Here's a little sample of what we heard. And that started me thinking, because I am not an entomology expert by any stretch. I really didn't know what we were hearing. All I knew is that they were insects, and they start to get pretty active, especially in late summer, even during the day, but at night really give off an interesting sound. Now, one of the sounds is, in fact, a katydid, and it sounds a little bit like And uh, that's my best imitation of uh, how it makes its sound. We'll talk a little bit more about how that happens. And every insect does it a slightly different way, which is really fascinating. But the word Katie did actually is interesting in and of itself because it actually stems from an 18th century poem by Philip Freneau, who is sometimes referred to as our first national poet. But again, he is best known to entomologists as our only literary figure to actually have named an insect. And the poem, the the specific part of his poem, the three lines go as follows. In her suit of green arrayed, Hear her singing in the shade. Katie did, Katie did, Katie did. And so as an author myself, it is really an honor to have a piece of work actually used to name an insect and that being carried into society today. 
So Freneau, I'm sure, would be beaming, except that Freneau took an awful lot of literary license. You see, let me explain. You see, in Freneau's poem, Katie did's spelling starts with a C and not a K. And there's really one other and much larger issue with the poem is the fact that the Katie did in Freneau's poem was female and only the males sing. Of course, she would have no way of knowing that and having the creative license to paint a picture which is very amiable made his Katie did a female. But the female Katie dids do not sing. However, they do make a sound, but the sound is in response to the male song, which is the sound Katie did, Katie did, or eh, 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 eh. The sound made by the female is in response to the male, and it is usually just a very bland-sounding squawk. Well, let's now talk about some of the specifics of the Katie did. Now, the Katie did, per se, is a nickname. The official name is Tetagonidae. Another term for them would be bush crickets. And they are found in virtually every continent except one. That would be Antarctica. You probably knew that already. When I mentioned that there's only one continent, they are not to be found. They have previously been known as long-horned grasshoppers. Now, check this out. There are more than 6,400 species of these katydids, and they range in size. Some are quite small, and some grow to be a few inches in length. Now, they are primarily nocturnal in nature. They come out at night. They hide during the day, and they're probably sleeping, essentially, but at night they come out and they start with their mating calls. You're going to hear the mating calls right about this time of year in mid to late August and into September. This is the time of year when they are the most active trying to court the female with their song. And a number of factors goes in apparently to the female choosing a male. But part of the courtship is in fact the song which we frequently hear at this time of year. Now, I mentioned the size, and the size can range specifically anything from as small as 5 millimeters, that's very, very small, or about 0.20 inches, to as large as 5 or more inches. Uh, So there's quite a variety dependent on the specific species of that uh, katydid. And the smaller species typically live in drier and more stressful habitats, which lead to their small size. Small size associated with greater agility, faster development, and lower nutritional needs. So how can you distinguish a katydid from a normal grasshopper? Because they do look similar. And the similarities, obviously, is the shape of the bug. But the difference would be distinguished from the length of their antenna, which could actually exceed their own body length, while a grasshopper's antenna are always relatively short and thickened. So that's how you can tell. If you see one of these things and they've got these big, long antenna, chances are you're actually looking at a katydid and not a cricket. 
But, of course, you might have to run out there with a flashlight because virtually all of the time, the katydids won't come out until after the sun goes down and after dusk begins to wane and nighttime will fall. Now, as many katydids as we have here in Northeast Ohio, the vast majority of katydid species actually live in tropical regions of the world. For example, the Amazon Basin Rainforest is home to, get this, 2,000 species of katydids. However, katydids are found in even cool, dry, temperate regions as well. About 225 species in North America, in particular the northern regions which we live in. And you will find them virtually every state in the Union but the concentration or distribution would be a little bit different dependent on just exactly what kinds of foodstuffs that would be available for the katydids. Some katydids are actually carnivorous and uh, are predators, and others are simply herbivores and just munch on leaves and trees and things of that nature. So the diet locally mostly leaves, flowers, bark, and seeds, Uh, Again, though, there would be others that are predatory in nature, and they eat things like insects, snails, even small vertebrae, such as snakes and lizards, according to their size. Now, I talked about the communication, and that is the typical sound that the katydids make. In this particular case, the males have a sound-producing organ located on the hind angle of their front wings. And in some species, the females are also capable of making some sound. As we mentioned, though, that it is a fairly bland sound compared to what the males can produce with their wings. Again, the vast majority of males use this sound, the one that we hear now, for courtship occurring in the late summer and very, very early fall. Now, specifically, the sound that we hear is produced by rubbing two parts of their bodies together. For many katydids, the tempo is governed essentially by the ambient temperature. And we often say that you can actually roughly guesstimate the temperature based on the number of chirps in a defined period of time. And for the American katydid locally, the formula generally is accepted as the number of chirps in 15 seconds plus 37 to give the temperature in degrees Fahrenheit. Give it a try sometime and uh, see how close it is. Look at your thermometer afterwards and and you're going to find that uh, within a couple of degrees that there is a reasonable amount of accuracy based on the number of chirps. Well, before we close today, and I'm going to close with a little literature from the 1800s with a poem, I'm going to give us a chance to listen to another sample of a katydid, just so that you're aware of what you're going to be listening for tonight, so that you can recognize it as we head into this late summer and early fall period. Here we go, the katydid. So have your ears open as we head into this late August period, early September, too. You're going to hear those katydids 
out there, and it's a very relaxing sound and somewhat romantic in nature. So much so that Oliver Wendell Holmes, a poet from the 1800s, a Harvard graduate, wrote about the katydid. And by the way, a little bit about Oliver Wendell Holmes. He was best buds with Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, two other very famous writers. So Oliver Wendell Holmes penned this poem about the katydid, and it's simply called To an Insect. I love to hear thine earnest voice wherever thou art hid. Thou testy little dogmatist, thou pretty katydid. Thou mindest me of gentle folks, old gentle folks they are. Thou sayest an undisputed thing in such a solemn way. Thou art a female, Katie did, I know it by the trill, that quivers through thy piercing notes, so petulant and shrill. I think there is a knot of you beneath the hollow tree, a knot of spinster Katie dids. Do Katie dids drink tea? Oh, tell me, where did Katie live, and what did Katie do? And she was very fair and young, and yet so wicked, too? Did Katie love a naughty man, or kiss more cheeks than one? I warrant Katie did no more than many a Kate has done. Dear me, I'll tell you all about my fuss with little Jane, and Anne with whom I used to walk so often down the lane and all that tore their locks of black or wet their eyes of blue. Pray tell me, sweetest Katie did, what did poor Katie do? And no, the living oak shall crash that stood for ages still. The rock shall rend its mossy base and thunder down the hill. Before the little Katie did shall add one word to tell, the mystic story of the maid whose name she knows so well. Peace to the ever-murmuring race, and when the latest one shall fold in death her feeble wings beneath the autumn sun, then shall she raise her fainting voice and lift her drooping lid, and then the child of future years shall hear what Katie did. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed today's episode about the Katie Did, an entomological study. Help me to spread the word. And do you know somebody who has an interest in bugs, especially night bugs at this time of year? This may help them get the word out and tell them to go to weatherjazz.com and listen to episode number 227 for today, Wednesday, August the 18th. Well, if you have a question... Or a topic suggestion, I'm waiting for your input. There are a couple of ways to get in touch with me. The first is by email. My email address is weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And now also via the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, you can leave me a voicemail, 234-525-5888. Dial carefully, 234-525-5888. And leave me your message. Well, coming up this 
Friday, on Open Line Friday, I'm going to be reading another piece of literature, but this one actually taken from my 2011 book, The Extra Mile. Specifically, I want to talk to you about a gentleman that actually constructed my desk here in the Weather Jazz studio. It's a custom-made desk. I'm going to post pictures of it coming up later at the end of the week so that you have some context. But I want you to understand who Bob Gilmore is in my world. You see, we met over four decades ago, and we've had a very, very long friendship that actually started not once, but twice. It took two meetings for the friendship to stick, and it was a divine intervention if ever there was one. I'm going to read you that story from my 2011 book, The Extra Mile, coming up this Friday. You don't want to miss it, and here's why. Because coming up soon after that, I'm going to have Bob Gilmore on the show, and we'll be talking about all kinds of fun things like audio production and distant AM radio tuning and ham radio operation. And those are just some of the many things that glue us together. But really the most interesting aspect of our friendship is that we had two divine intersections and we recognized the fact that God was bringing us together for a wonderful and very special reason. You don't want to miss it. It'll be a great episode of Weather Jazz coming up this Friday. In the meantime, stay dry. Kind of tough to do in this sticky pattern. That eventually will change. We'll talk more about that on Meteorological Monday next week. Talk to you soon. We'll see you Friday. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz.